You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room. Here again are guest experts with Macmillan Estate Planning. Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing talking about ways individuals and business owners can pay less tax. What about the situation, Sherry? Uh, we've we've got a number of uh, clients that uh, have uh, businesses, and uh, you know it may be an active business uh, still, or it may be a situation where they've they've had an active business uh, for a number of years, and um, they, they've built up significant wealth uh, within that. Um, they're not uh, you know really an active business anymore, but they've got uh, tremendous wealth wealth um, that's trapped in a corporation. Uh, um, the, the corporation still uh, holds a lot of this this uh, wealth. Uh, they're they're currently just investing it, um, but it's uh, difficult for them to, to pull that out of the corporation. Uh, they can dividend a certain amount out uh, every year uh, if if they want, uh, but uh, um, you know with with the tax implications of things, uh, they they don't want to pull out uh, too much uh, because. Uh, um, you know, it, it could affect their uh, um, uh, their their taxes significantly on that. So, so what uh, what strategy would you have for someone uh, someone like that with uh, either either trapped wealth within a holding company uh, or, or perhaps active businesses still? It's a really common issue, Norman, and I think with the new tax tables, it's becoming a more pressing issue for families because, as you know, when you have investments that are inside your corporation. Um, they are considered passive in the eyes of Canada Revenue Agency. So they're not uh, taken kindly from a tax rate point of view. So you're taxed quite highly on those types of assets because they are considered passive. So alternatively, if you can invest them, even if you choose to invest them in the exact same kind of investment, let's say a, a dividend or a bond or something of that nature, uh, portfolio, but if that was a relabeled portfolio of your own tax exemption, um, all of a sudden, when you receive your dividend slips or your capital gains or your interest income, if you don't have to declare it on your tax return in the company, you don't pay that 48% tax. You, in effect, actually save it. So what's so unique about this opportunity, obviously, is the compounding effect that happens. So if I have assets, let's say I have a million dollars growing in my company and it becomes $2 million, but I never had to pay tax on that a million dollars of growth, you know, then two million becomes four million quite a bit quicker than if I've given a whole bunch to the government on an annualized basis. So the compounding factor, Norman, is astronomical on this opportunity. But the really unique part about this for families in their estate is not just the annual um, benefit that they receive on a corporate basis. It's because what would happen in this, in the year of our passing, we're allowed to strip that full value. So if that one million has become four million inside the company, we are actually able to strip that four million out through a special account called a capital dividend account, which is really in English just a tax free account. It's a tax exempt account that we can take that value. So we've just taken a million dollars in a company, we've grown it to be worth four million, and we're allowed to have it move to the beneficiaries in our estate tax free. I mean, that's pretty substantial. So I think a lot of families want to seize the moment because next year, starting 2017, we're going to lose that privilege and opportunity. And there's a lot of opportunity there within uh, corporations to uh, maximize and and take advantage of this, uh, Sherry, if, uh, of course, you can... uh, um, uh, 
reduce or eliminate uh, the uh, the growth uh, and, and the tax on that growth um, within the corporation. Uh, that's uh, great during your lifetime, but uh, when you pass away, uh, if you also have an opportunity of, of being able to uh, have a, a, a capital dividend, uh, as you called it, uh, as, you know, essentially a, a dividend that uh, no taxes are paid on uh, to bring wealth out of that uh, corporation and into the hands of your estate and your beneficiaries. There's there's great opportunity there, um, but uh, there's uh, there's deadlines coming up on this, uh, you know, as I understand it, and uh, you, we don't have a lot of, of opportunity to or a lot of time to make full use of of this opportunity. Starting in uh, 2017, um, the government is uh, scaling back um, the uh, uh, the scope of of this tax planning for uh, uh, for both individuals and and corporations and so uh you know there's still going to be that opportunity going ahead in the future but it's not going to provide as much benefit um post uh, 2017 and so it's something that uh, people want to look at now if if this is something that uh, could potentially be a benefit uh, to uh, to your estate to your corporation to your planning uh, it's something that you probably want to get in front of a planner with uh and and talk about uh, how that uh, can impact uh, your particular situation because it takes some time to set this up, does it not? It does. And ultimately, my experience is a good three to four months for most families to sort through um, creating the presentation that the net worth is this number and then authenticizing that number because we have to prove that that is the number and then having the approval in play for that maximum tax reserve is what it's called. So ultimately, I suggest to families, like, don't delay into December because we won't be able to complete the work for you by January 1st. But, you know, get started here this summer, no later than fall, and make sure that you do work with a planner to make sure you take advantage of every opportunity that you have within Canada to minimize your tax and maybe not have to go to another jurisdiction to do so. And so this is the unique part is here in Canada, we do have tax exemption and we have opportunities, but we have to put them in place, obviously, Norman, to take advantage of them appropriately. The other group that I think uh, would want to give this particular area a lot of contemplation as well is people who have chosen in their elder years or later years to do philanthropic work or charitable work in their estate because we often see this mechanism used um, to grow your estate to a particular level and then gift that benefit to a charity. And what that does is it offsets the estate tax that you may have in your estate. And so all of a sudden... The charity benefits, but your family clear most of your estate. And imagine paying no tax when you die. That's always the best result, of course, Norman. Absolutely. I think one of the areas we maybe haven't explored yet, Sherry, is uh, using this as a uh, opportunity to, to provide a level of uh, security and guaranteed growth. Um, Certainly, uh, you know, taxes is kind of the first things that that, that people look at uh, with this strategy because it provides um, so much benefit on the tax side of things. Um, but uh, you know, in addition to the the, the tax uh, opportunities with this, um, it's also a valid uh, option for people wanting to uh, maybe provide a security for a certain uh, level of their estate. They may want to take. Uh, you know, a certain percentage of their estate. They may want to take a, you know, a million dollars of their estate uh, and structure it in this way uh, so that um, not only is there the uh, the, the tax, um, tax-free growth on that, uh, um, but uh, also there's uh, stable returns on this uh, because, uh, you know, this can be structured uh, in a way that, uh, you know, there's going to be a, you know, really stable 
um, returns and, and consistent returns uh, on uh, on the, the funds that are, are put into this plan, uh, and you know it'll provide that uh, that security uh, on your estate. So there's a certain portion of it that is growing steadily um, in an interest-free fashion. Then the rest of it, uh, you may be doing other things with, but uh, um, you're guaranteeing a, a portion of of that estate in something that uh, maybe isn't going to be as tied to the fluctuations of the uh, stock market. And I think that's a really important facet that I I overlooked in our conversation, Norman, because the surprising thing for families when we're working with this area is if they elect, for example, to buy the guaranteed account in their tax exemption, they're usually shocked at the rate of return they can receive. So, I mean, it's common for some of the big players, and I won't say names today, but, you know, 6%, 4%, 5%, on a guaranteed account and in the current marketplace you're very fortunate to get one to two percent on a normal guaranteed account and so people are very excited when they come to learn that they can have that kind of safety but also a reasonable rate of return because that rate of return is guaranteed and has no tax attached to it so really if you can earn a six percent rate of return and you don't pay tax that's more like a nine or ten now with our new tax tables Our thanks to Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing for their contribution on the program today. If you would like to learn more about McMillan Estate Planning's life and legacy approach, visit our website, macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.